The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome to MASH Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film one minute at a time. I'm Megan Coleman. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Tom Taylor from the Caddyshack Minute. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. Woo. There's going to be a lot of wooing on this podcast. I'm a fan of the woo. Pitching the woo. Hey. (laughs) I had to become friends with her, Tom. I had no choice, obviously. No choice. That's how these things work. I understand completely. When you walk into someone's dorm room and she says, hey, and also has MASH DVDs and is like, you want to get drunk and talk about people in our program who are obnoxious? You say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all part of my evil secret plan. I don't know if I have an evil secret plan, but... <laughs> oh, you definitely do. We were in grad school. It was okay to drink in the dorms. Everyone was old enough. See? That's right. We were in graduate housing. I realized when we were talking about going to college in Boston last episode, Tom actually... This was on TV. This was just a regular Saturday night show for a very large chunk of your life. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I remember watching the last episode and everything. And it was a big deal. It was like a big, uh, yeah. It was like a normal part of life. Oh, yeah, MASH is on. Of course MASH is on. We're Americans. We live on Earth. MASH (laughs) is going. Yeah. MASH has always been on and will always be on. (laughs) Right. And then it ended, and it wasn't on anymore. (laughs) But then cable happened, and FX existed, and they needed programming. (laughs) And then it was on constantly again. Right. Oh, what else was on there? Cops and Married with Children. Yes. And weird info commercials. Uh, This is minute five of MASH. You wouldn't know it, but it is. I promise. Minute five ends where minute four left off. Go oh. figure, folks. Weird. <laughs> no, it ends with our end of MacArthur quotes. We're now moving on to Eisenhower quotes. Hawkeye's still striding forward. And it ends with him. I have the note pursing his lips at the. Yeah, that's a bad note. <laughs> it ends with him in the motor pool, Sergeant. I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I was so excited last minute because we had dialogue. Welcome back to dialogue. Oh, yay. Dialogue. Dialogue. Should we skip ahead to dialogue, or do you guys want to go deep on Dwight D. Eisenhower first? <laughs> I just <laughs> like the, uh, we were talking last time about how, like, quotes seem to be kind of cursory kind of middle finger to the suits that made him put it in there. Yes. And, I mean, like, I will go to Korea. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Korea is a country in Southeast Asia. Dwight and D. Eisenhower. <laughs> yeah. It's so out of context, it's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> This, this sentence contains the word Korea. Dwight D. Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> I've established that we're in Korea. Now leave me alone. Yeah. I have a lot of drinking to do while watching dailies. I have dropped the mic. I'm sorry. 
I'm now laughing about Eisenhower. Not something I do very often. Uh, <laughs> Funny guy. La- just a riot. Yeah. <laughs> All those West Point hijinks he got up to. Um, <laughs> I like Ike. <laughs> oh, don't say that around Tom. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, no, what did I do? Oh. No, uh, it's, it's, a trigger it's not warning. what you did. It's what Steven oh. Spielberg did. <laughs> Uh-oh. In a certain Indiana Jones film, which oh you will have covered by the time this came out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I forget. <laughs> Sometimes you choose to forget. Sometimes you just watch some dailies, have a drink. Yep. I'm putting way more thought into this than Robert Altman did, I almost guarantee. Or whoever Robert Altman made go find these for him. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Eisenhower. It was a campaign pledge. He actually said it in October. Oh. Well, on October 24th, Truman challenged Eisenhower, who had been very critical, like, why the heck are we still in Korea? What's going on? Why can't you guys figure out foreign policy? So he said, well, you come up with a better one. And sometime Mm -hmm. after that, Eisenhower responded with a startling announcement that if he were elected, he would personally go to Korea. And he did. Poor Adelaide Stevenson. He went to Korea on December 2nd, 1952, said after his visit. And this is why I, this is part of my support for this being a middle finger to it being a Vietnam War movie. Mm-hmm. Quote from Eisenhower, we could not stand forever on a static front and continue to accept casualties without any visible results. Small attacks on small hills would not end this war. Dun, 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 we are in Vietnam. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. And then Hawkeye walks across the yard and magically goes to the correct Jeep. And <laughs> I never thought of that before this exact moment. That's actually really a good point. <laughs> he, he just goes to the Jeep and then we see some, you know, there's some people kind of in the foreground, I guess. You kind of see their different hats. There's an Aussie hat yep. and like the beret thing going oh, on. Yeah. And he's just doing his thing and then he gets told what the hell are you doing <laughs> yeah by the angriest guy in the movie almost <laughs> this guy's just angry for no reason no reason he just showed uh, up yeah. why look at you look doing at you. stuff i don't Who know do this is enough are? for me to get my sad credit oh come on <laughs> <laughs> he's actually historically accurate according to people in the military <laughs> well that's good yeah. Um, it's it's very insulting, but if you look up motor pools on Urban Dictionary, motor pool personnel suffer from low self-esteem, and they cure this by talking smack to every person that they meet. <laughs> it's really funny, actually. Wow. So it's, it's accurate. It's accurate. He's just embodying a stereotype. Yeah. I did have a slight problem in that in many interviews, I think in the commentary, across decades, Robert Altman has talked about the racial aspects of making a movie set in Korea in 1970 and... The army was integrated, but how well was that going? And all this stuff, and how his friends who were African-American were like, oh, you're doing a movie, have you got a role for me? And he's like, you can play someone wounded or a grunt. Mm. This is a meaty role. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you start no, no, your movie th- off disproving something you've said for 50, 40, <laughs> oh my god, 1990 was last year, I give up. <laughs> Maybe this guy wasn't his friend, so he doesn't count him in that. Oh. oh. Angry. He was just some guy. I can't believe I don't have this guy's name in front of me. <laughs> oh, that guy who plays Angry Motor Pool yes. Man? Grumpy <laughs> McMasters. That's his name. Huh? Grumpy McMasters. <laughs> Grumpy McMasters. <laughs> well, 
Grumpy McMasters runs the joint. <laughs> yeah. I am glad that he asked, well, he asked what the hell do you think you're doing for different reasons than I did, because it took me watching this minute several times to figure out, and the next minute, to figure out what Hawkeye is doing, fiddling with his captain's bars. Yeah, is he doing that in this minute, or is it the next minute? No, well, I he's... guess he is. Yeah, he's. T- oh, yeah, you're right. I because ne- I never picked up on that either. Oh yeah, so is he putting them on? No, or taking right. them off? All right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure this out here. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a movies by minute podcaster. Yay. The zipper on Hawkeye's bag is broken. He is fixing it with his oh, captain's bar. Very cool. <sighs> yeah, that's clearer in the next minute. Yeah, but that yeah, I never picked that out. Took me. Over three <laughs> decades on this earth to put that together, but, but I it's finally weird. The guy, figured it out. Grumpy McMasters comes over and immediately knows that he's a captain. Yeah, how would like, he but know he can't that? Really see that? Yeah. <laughs> maybe when you're grumpy, you have magical powers to know. Oh, things. maybe. Yeah, like radar's <laughs> hearing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm wondering because he's already fiddling with them. Maybe it's because he knows he must be an officer because he has something to fiddle with on his collar. Mm. Mm-hmm. And maybe if he was a major, he'd have someone with him or something. And if he was a general, he, def- or a oh, he, he definitely yeah. would have someone with him. I would have thought a major would be on his own. But you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. he's, he's, he's a detective grumpy milk masters to you. <laughs> I'm so glad you also picked up the international headgear. Good touch yeah. for the act. For the extras. These are some of the few actual extras in the movie, by the way. Altman was famous for giving everyone speaking lines so they could get their SAG cards. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, See? how sweet. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. You need to like him more. Work on that. <laughs> Work on that. <laughs> I've got 116 episodes to figure it out. There's yeah, still time. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We could come around. Yeah. You never know. Can I, can I talk about <laughs> Donald Sutherland now? Sure. Sure. I mean, he's only standing right there, so, you know. Start of the movie. (laughs) Well, all right, so there's a question. Is there a protagonist in the movie MASH? Is there a protagonist? Is Hawkeye the star of the movie MASH? The movie MASH. Or do we just think that because he's the star of the television series that we all know and love, and some of us got to grow up watching, and some of us had to wait until we were 13 and found on reruns? I feel like he is. That's a really good question. I feel like he's at least part of, I think like he, Trapper, and Duke are the main characters, and maybe more like he and Trapper, but maybe that's more because of the TV show, I'm not sure. But they do get to go to Japan together. Anyway, I think that that it's like some combination of the three of them, but then Hawkeye is also A, the first one you meet, and I think he's like basically the last guy you see in the movie. Like he and Duke, like the movie makes a point of, of sending him and Duke home. So it's sort of like their story is over. So maybe it's just the two of them. I don't know. That's interesting, though. Not to spoilers for our entire podcast. The last person you see is Radar, and he does Hawkeye's whistle. Oh, that's right. Oh. So yeah. even though it isn't Hawkeye, it kind of is Hawkeye. Yeah. Because I've seen, I've read incredibly dry essays arguing that the MASH unit as a whole is the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And the war, and war is the antagonist. And I never want to read essays on <laughs> <laughs> who the protagonist and antagonist and what the metaphors of all the anatomy means ever again. I don't <laughs> care. I just want there to be hijinks. Yes. And jokes. <laughs> We're almost at hijinks. 
Yeah. It's funny. There are no hijinks in this minute because Hawkeye's kind of, especially compared to the rest of the movie, he's sort of like cowed right here for a second. He's sort of like, oh, I don't have to do anything. He's like, leave me alone. Like what? Like instead of like being a wise ass right away, he's kind of like, what? Leave me alone. What? Yeah. Just doing stuff. This guy does jump all over. (laughs) (laughs) He does. Yeah. I wonder if there's also a momentary like, is this the right Jeep? Am I where I'm supposed to be? <laughs> and I, and yeah. then he's just like, well, if that's going to be your attitude, then fine. Then fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm stuck maybe, here. You're stuck maybe here. This whole whatever. Maybe could have been different if the, if Grumpy McMasters had just been nice guy, <laughs> McKind yeah. person. See? Offered him some coffee with the driver, you know? just Yeah, they could have been pals. <laughs> right? And done hijinks on others. I have Ellen Alda and Donald Sutherland trivia. Oh. Oh. This is not confirmed. I oh. found this on IMDb trivia. The internet must come to my. <laughs> Izzy's just like, what? You can't trust that. <laughs> you can't trust that. It's not a verified source. It's so like I... you took an entire class on this BS. I know, right? Um... <laughs> you got a whole degree in this BS. What are you talking Donald Sutherland and Alan Alda, the two portrayers of Hawkeye. Tall men, but not as tall as Tom Taylor. Right. It says that on IMDb. <laughs> Both suffered from polio as children. Oh, wow. Oh. So, also from IMDb. Donald Sutherland was 34 during filming. He is Canadian, for those of you who, like me, who forget it and are always delighted to relearn it. <laughs> every time you read about Donald Sutherland, because it's not like it's a big story. See, I always think he's British for some reason, so... He oh, really? went to the London Academy of 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 LADMA. Um, <laughs> drama and something with an M arts. <laughs> so maybe that's it. He lived in England it. for maybe a couple that, years. Maybe that's why. I don't know why. But he attended the University of Toronto, where he's a double major in drama and engineering. Debated As one becoming does. an engineer <laughs> instead of doing drama. Good job, Donald Sutherland. You made good choices. Good life choices. Yes. And then I looked up who he, like, where was he at in life when he was making this movie? Because I'm always fascinated by that. And let's face it, there's more information on Donald Sutherland than Grumpy McMasters. <laughs> Sadly. I assume so. So I was looking, doing some math. They filmed this in 1969 that summer. That summer, he was married to actress Shirley Douglas, also Canadian, had three-year-old, or maybe four, depending on where their birthday is, twins, Kiefer, Rachel Sutherland. Oh, man. So he's supporting a family. Before this, his big claim to fame was the Dirty Dozen. Yeah. And he, he says at one point, he's like, I, he was so broke he couldn't afford a cup of coffee. Hmm. And he's got two little kids and a wife running around getting arrested that summer in Los Angeles for conspiracy to possess explosives, which she bought as a friend of the Black Panthers. Oh, man. What? (laughs) It was a different time. (laughs) It was a different time. Let's not judge. (laughs) Also, didn't realize that Keith Sutherland had a twin. Yeah. Finding this trivia brought me so much joy. (laughs) So Thank you for doing this podcast so that I could learn that Shirley Douglas is super into supporting the Black Panthers so, to the point where she was, tried to buy them explosives illegally. Was, was, was Shirley convicted? Like, did she get thrown in jail for this? Or So, she was arrested, the case was dismissed, but she lost her work permit and was forced to return to Canada. Makes that sense. That must have been a fun discussion in the family. They did get divorced the next year. I can't imagine the Why? stress didn't add a little bit to that. Yeah, so he was supporting his family, and then his wife had to move back to 
to Canada to uh, to not do illegal things anymore. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's dang. This is why I've been giggling, being like, when can I talk about Donald Sutherland? Why can I talk about Donald Sutherland? Why can I do it? I've been sitting on this trivia for hours, Megan. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm glad you're able to let it go, though. Does it feel good? Does it feel good to let it go? (sighs) (laughs) It's like I had a cup of coffee. (laughs) Because you could afford it. That's right. I didn't even connect that I was quoting Grumpy McMaster's. (laughs) Coffee, coffee. Coffee, coffee. The coffee minute. We're not doing Gilmore Girls. Not even episode by episode. (laughs) Okay, this might not be a popular confession, but I don't like Gilmore Girls. I've never seen Gilmore Girls. I mean, it's okay what I've seen, but I'm not like, you know, I have to binge watch it or anything. I have complicated I'm sorry feelings. If the, I'm, I'm sorry if I've no, no. killed our relationship now, no, Charity. I'm sorry no. if I've... All right, let me tell you, <laughs> Gilmore Girls is the story of a girl in Connecticut who is very bookish and very nerdy and all of a sudden has two hot guys falling all over her. Guess where they lost me in this narrative? <laughs> <laughs> I was so bitter. No hot, mysterious guy who wrote notes in the margins of Kurt Vonnegut books ever moved to my town and fell in love with me. <laughs> me neither. So, uh, yeah. I, I like Gilmore Girls. I'm very angry at Rory Gilmore. She made choices that I would not have made. <laughs> and I think I would have done a better job at being Rory Gilmore. <laughs> I've worn saddle shoes on the Yale campus. Take that. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm going to pull Tom into it. In the weird thing. So we had said we were going to go on and do the show. We're now trying to claim that Animal House is a sequel to this movie. I was going to ask so about Animal House. Yeah. I adore Animal House. I adore Animal House too, and I try when I watch Mash, I'm like, wait, is this like the first like of is this like the Godfather of like Animal House and Caddyshack and you know Ooh. all the you know slobs versus snobs kind of scruffy jerk pranksters against all the stiffs <laughs> and everything? Is this like the very first version of that movie? Ooh, think about it because I don't know the answer. Donald Donald Sutherland's also at Animal House, correct? Or am I yeah. making that yes. up? Yeah, yeah. But but is he in Caddyshack? Hey. That's right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and he makes hey. out with Oh, God. Uh, he is not in Caddyshack. Okay, I didn't what, think Why so. am I answering that? I'm sorry, Tom. I'm checking my notes. He is not in Caddyshack. Okay. <laughs> you heard it from an expert. You heard it from the Caddyshack expert, yes. <laughs> I think it was Adam Preniger refer- when he was reviewing MASH said, if National Lampoon made a war movie, this would be it, right? So (laughs) I think we're on to something. I think so too. You kind of get why this was a huge thing at the time because I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't think there was like this kind of character and group of characters and sort of attitude before. I could be totally wrong about that and and some film scholar will call me up and call me a dum-dum, but uh, But I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I don't want to be wrong. It gets compared to a lot of the war farce, which yeah. they've done before. But sure. usually that's not as anti-authoritarian. Like, it doesn't have the edge. Yeah. It's not as muddy as this movie. Right. And then it gets compared, a lo- it says, it kind of, this and Easy Rider get lumped together oh, okay. a lot in yeah. the new wave oh. cinema thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But I, I have to confess, I have not seen Easy Rider, but it is a very different 
feeling than the group of MASH. Yeah. I think maybe, like, the place the filmmakers are coming from maybe is similar. But, like, Mm. yeah, the movies themselves are pretty uh, different. Yeah, because this was... MASH was in a book on New Hollywood, in quotes. Yeah. (laughs) And, And this is one of the early ones. And they were talking about how weird it was that Robert Altman made MASH and became part of the new Hollywood, the indie, whatever. And they're like, he's the age of most of these guys' fathers. He served in World War II. Mm -hmm. Basically, all he has in common with them is that he makes movies on his own terms and smokes pot. Like, that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Which, I mean. That will help you fit in. (laughs) It worked for him. Guy made Popeye. (laughs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) I love that movie. I have not seen that movie in a very, very long time. It'll mess you up in a good way. <laughs> I was going to say, I saw it very young, so. Yeah. And at one point I was confusing. I remember talking about Popeye and Pippi Longstocking and getting them confused. And my mom was turning witheringly to me and being like, how could you confuse? Like, where did the circuits cross? <laughs> That you thought that was just one big movie. <laughs> yeah. And they were on TV that. at the same time. People are singing. I don't know. <laughs> Yikes. I could go to Korea. <laughs> I could I could go to Korea. <laughs> I went through a phase where I wanted to be a cardiologist just like Hawkeye. <laughs> really? Did I not tell you that? I don't remember you ever telling me that, or even medical school, because that requires medical school, right? I remember yes. this correctly, Yes, right? it does. Um, <laughs> I did not get very far down this path, as you can tell. I took out a much too detailed for me book on cardiology from the library, and was like, I'm going to be just like Hawkeye. And then I was like, or maybe I could go to UConn and study military history instead. Mm, and, and and to be fair, military history is cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> cheaper, yes. <laughs> Just going to take a take a sip of water. Yeah, no. My student loans and cry to myself a little. <laughs> I, 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 I hear you. I still say, though, it's cheaper overall than medical school. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is cheaper. And also, there's no way I have the temperament to be a surgeon. So No, me either. Um, we don't even know Hawkeye's a surgeon yet. What are we talking about? Yeah. What are we talking about? We just know he's maybe a captain because of those yeah. bars that yeah. we may or may not have noticed. Stole <laughs> the captain's Hawkeye, jacket. Yeah. Hawkeye is the captain. Donald Sutherland is not in Caddyshack. There are a few things you can rely on in mm-hmm. this world. Yep. yep. Pippi Longstocking is not the sequel to Popeye. You should check us out. <laughs> You're already doing that. You've listened to a whole episode. Thank hey. you. That's awesome. <laughs> You've probably listened to five. It'd be kind of weird if you just dropped in here, but if you did, welcome. You can find us online at mashminute.com. You can find us wherever you found this episode and get more. And if you want to leave a review saying that we're awesome, or I guess you could leave a review saying that you'd hate us, it'd make me sad. <laughs> but we live in America, as we've pointed out. There still is a First Uh, Amendment. Use it. (laughs) 
But be be gentle. <laughs> yeah, don't be a grumpy McMaster. Don't be a grumpy McMaster. Nope. Constructive criticism is okay. <laughs> Tom, where can the folks find you? Oh, you can find me. I guess the main uh, biggest place is Indiana Jones Minute over at indianajonesminute.com and all the usual pod-catching places. And there's also caddyshackminute.com and bluesbrothersminute.com. That's B-R-O-S. And Oh, you can also go to my personal web spot uh i am tom taylor.com where you can uh buy a copy of my book i wrote a book in memory of todd woods i think you'll like it just go read it get it plug it's in it's in my <laughs> to be read list now so there you go maybe i'll be leaving a good review soon <laughs> oh thank you here's hoping <laughs> all right come back tomorrow because i just realized why hawkeye is pursing his lips and it's going to be awesome yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good review. Check out Tom Taylor's book, In Memory of Todd Woods. I think if you enjoyed our little detour into Gilmore Girls this episode, you will definitely appreciate what's going on in that. And whoa, tomorrow we're going to talk about diner mugs, and it's going to get even better. There's a few different ways to purchase it, but the easiest thing is to go to imtomtaylor.com and check it out there.